And welcome back. We've just had this extraordinary tour around the world. We've been to Greece. We've been to Latin America. We've been to the West Coast of the United States. And now we go to prime time. It is my great honor to welcome the co-founder of the Sun Media Group, the chairman of the Sun Media Foundation. But most importantly for me, he's a close friend and a colleague in the Special Olympics movement, someone who all over the world has advocated for the rights and gifts of people with intellectual differences and developmental disabilities, Yang Lan, also, by the way, named uh, a few years ago by Forbes magazine, one of the most 100 most powerful women in the world. Lan, welcome to the call to unite. Thank you, Tim, so much for inviting me to this very meaningful event. I really enjoyed watching those videos by people around the world from all walks of life. This is a very good message that you are sending out. Thank you. And also, I want to say hello to all our Special Olympic athletes and families. Uh, and I hope all of them stay safe and healthy. Thank you, Lauren. And it's important, I think, you know, I know you have a big message about children, but it's important to remember that among the forgotten in this pandemic, in many, many places around the world, are those with intellectual and developmental disabilities. They too need the benefit of giving if we can make it through our local Special Olympics programs and also to families directly and to athletes and, and young children and so on, and, and, that, and that they need service. This is a movement that depends on volunteerism. And you, you're a volunteer, I'm a volunteer, but there are millions more needed. Well, definitely. Uh, well, I want to share some of the stories uh, from my part of the, uh, the world. Uh, you know, Sun Future Foundation, we are uh, dedicated to providing quality art education for underprivileged children, mostly from rural areas and migrant worker schools uh, in China. So during the pandemic, we asked the kids to tell their side of story uh, through uh, paintings and drawings. Uh, more than a hundred of them uh, between the age eight to 10 while staying at home in lockdowns send us their work. And we assemble their work into picture books uh, and also postcards with their beautiful faces on it with and without masks. Hmm. Uh, their faces are also presented here, very proud uh, to present their work. So let's see the world from their perspective through the following video, please. The year of 2020, we are attacked by a terrible virus. It makes it difficult for people to breathe. The virus is invisible and sneaky. My hometown is now a battlefield. Mom is very nervous, reminding me constantly to wash my hands. Even if I just cough lightly, the whole family immediately turn to me and ask, Are you all right? There's no traffic in the city. My dad is a mechanic and his repair store has no business. I've never seen him so worried. My uncle and aunt are doctors. They are determined to beat the virus. They are fighting as warriors. My teacher texts everyone in the class in the evening to check whether we are safe. Every time my father goes out for grocery shopping, 
Mom helps him to wear double layers of masks and asks him to be careful. The sister of my best friend is a nurse and works day and night on the front line. My friend loves her very much and prays that she will come back safely. My dad volunteers to find masks for the community. He says that each one of us is like a drop of water, but together we can be rivers. We run out of masks. My dad's friend sends us the only masks that he has. We really want to give him a big hug, but cannot. My father is a delivery man. The other day it was snowing heavily and very cold. He waited patiently for hours so that people could get what they ordered. My family runs a small grocery store. Dad gives out free masks to those clients who don't wear one. My grandma is a cleaner. During the pandemic, she still rises very early in the morning to clean the streets. The virus is terrible, but our love is more powerful. Ah. Well, Tim, how do you like their paintings? They really paint well, and those are powerful stories. I mean, I'm, I'm struck, you know, the beauty of the art and the emotion you could see in the children. Uh, Lon, help us to understand in the Chinese context, where does the strength come from to fight back? Uh, you know, other cultures, we all have different models, but if we were trying to learn what the gifts are in your culture that give people the resilience and the strength, what's, where does that come from? Well, firstly, it's from some hard-learned lesson. We experienced, uh, uh, you know, the same um, uh, pandemic during 2003. Uh, so at that time, everyone uh, wore masks. So wearing masks is not uh, a taboo or something to stigmatize a person, but rather to show your responsibility to other people. So people sick or un uh, sick are all wearing masks. That has become a habit. Uh, and secondly, I think people are supporting each other, especially uh, you know in the community, uh, in the communities, and uh, on the society uh, level. Uh, they try to support each other as individuals, as families, as communities. Um, and they build up a strong uh, social network, although they have to keep social distancing, but they are connected and united at heart. So from those uh, pictures that kids send us, I think it provides us some very important perspective to look at this whole thing. First of all, we adults sometimes forget that our children are actually watching us. They are observing, they are learning, and also they are judging us. You know, how do the adults face a crisis? Uh, do they uh, treat each other with love and care as they always talk about? Um, do they panic? Do they, um, you know, actively seek solutions or are they quarreling and fighting against each other? So our children are watching us. We better set good examples and mm. also give them reasons to believe and hope. That's the first reflection I have. Oh, secondly, um, children see the world from different perspectives. You know, we adults are immersed in so much information, sometimes conflicting information. We feel confused and lost from time to time. And uh, misunderstandings, um, uh, you know, uh, prejudices and even hatred are amplified by our own fear 
anxieties and anger. But if you look at this world from children's perspectives, you see brighter side of us. You see the more beautiful side of us. Mm. Just you know, through those paintings, these uh, kids, they are discovering kindness um, between ordinary people. They find love. They're showing resilience and the perseverance uh, and the determination to get life better. So I think uh, instead of helping them and protecting them, they are actually protecting us, you know, from being um, uh, affected by those uh, negative uh, emotions. Uh, so, you know, we should learn from our children, I guess. And I think, Tim, at this difficult time, uh, the very idea of building up a more inclusive society as exampled by Special Olympic movement meaning more, not less. It's more important than ever. Um, I believe that one day we will eventually win this war against COVID-19 and let's stay brave and united while doing so. Well, and I thank you so much for joining us. There's so much current wisdom and so much ancient wisdom in your tradition. There is so much uh, of a, a pointed reminder you made. It reminded me of a student who said to me just last year in a middle school, when we were talking about bullying and we were talking about Special Olympics athletes being bullied. And the student said to me, you know, uh, Mr. Shriver, adults are bullies too. Just what you were saying, the children are watching. May it be our choice now to set a good example of how to expand the idea of choosing to unite in this moment when it's really life and death. Young Lan, thank you for joining us from Beijing. And thank you for all the work you do to remind us all to answer the call to unite. Thank you so much, Tim. And stay well, stay healthy. You too. Bye-bye.